Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Tyrant. Check it out. Oh, there's that voice, too. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Andrew and Philip from Tyrant. How are you guys doing? <laughs> good. How are you, man? Awesome, man. Doing good. And we've got uh, a fan, Kevin, on here. And, oh, it looks like oh, Don like just Don. Yeah. So uh, we'll, give Je- we'll give Don a minute. Oh, there he is. Hey, Don, What's how up, you doing? Don? Long What's time happening, guys? <laughs> All right. So Don's here, too. Uh, so it's, you know, we were talking a little bit before we got started, but uh, it's been a, it's you know, sadly been too long since I've seen you guys live. And mm-hmm. the last time I saw you was at the Loving Touch, you know, killing it with Havoc. Yeah, and and then you, uh, I think during the pandemic, you released um, Poison the Well, which Mm. I think is a fantastic song. I think you guys really uh, did a great job with the songwriting and the riffs are, you know, it's fucking killer. Um, So, uh, but I kind of wanted to back up a little bit and talk about like how you guys started Tyrant. When when did Tyrant start and how did the current lineup that you got going with uh, Tony and Isaac get together? So, I mean, him and I have been playing music together forever at this point. Uh, We started the band officially, I think it'll be 10 years this January, February. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, we started it when he was 13, 13, 14, 14, and I was 16. (laughs) Holy shit. And, uh, you know, we were just playing like Metallica, Pantera, you know, just the early metal stuff. And then we started writing a couple originals and, uh, you know, Ever since then, we've just been trying to put out as much music as possible. And we, we've done a bunch of touring. We've had some lineup changes. And, I mean, we've known Tony for almost 10 years. Yeah, almost oh, 10 really? years. And so so we were a three-piece for a while in 2016. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then, you know, towards the end of 2016, we kind of realized that we need a second guitar player because I, I could only do so much, you know, guitar, vocals, and lead. Yeah. And so... Tony was the natural first choice. Um, so we brought him and then we had a couple other bass players. And then Isaac, you know, started as a fill in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now he's just kind of awesome. Been hanging out. So <laughs> that's cool. Excellent. That's fantastic. So you've got that, uh, that one single that came out in 2020. And I saw online that you guys have been you know posting some stuff on your social media about recording so when will you have like uh, are you gonna do like more singles you're gonna do a full Mm -hmm. release what's the plan there so like like i mentioned before we're we're nearing the end of kind of production we're kind of working on lead and vocals and finishing up some guitar parts and uh my cat's my cat's meowing. Uh, he he wants to go outside for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, so yeah, the plan is we're we're gonna do at least two singles off this new album. It's a, it's a nine track uh, affair, if you will. Um, so yeah, we, we're gonna do two. We're gonna do videos for both. One official music video, and then probably like a lyric stream video for the other. Oh, cool. And then uh, we're hoping to release a song or the first single around April and then another one around May and then the full thing in either June or July. It's still kind of, you know, once we get the mix and master done, then everything else kind of falls into place. 
Yeah. So that's the, that's the tentative plan. Awesome. And I think you mentioned you guys have been like pretty much DIY the whole thing, right? Everything yeah. from recording to, and you guys are handling the mixing and mastering as well. Or are you going to, no, we're, out? uh, the, we're going to have the same guy who did poison the well. Uh, oh. he's, his name's John. He's from bang. I think it's bang studios or bang recordings in, in, uh, Illinois uh-huh. or Indiana. I don't know. One of the, one of the <laughs> States below us, but he, he, you know, he did a great job with poison the well and, and we'd like to work with him again on, uh, the full length. So yeah, we will, we'll, we're, we're doing all the production and recording ourselves, but the mix and masters a little out of our wheelhouse, you know? So, right. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's awesome. Well, uh, fans with bands is, you know, not just me, although I can just keep rattling off some questions <laughs> for you guys. Cause I'm you know happy to see, and I got a bunch of things I'm curious about, but I just, I want to open it up to the fans. So, uh, Don or, or, uh, Kevin, do you guys have questions? The only question I have is how the hell have you guys been doing, man? <laughs> Good, man. It's been a long time since we saw you. We actually, so kind of related, we went to the Ren Fair this year oh, and awesome. we ran into, uh, we ran into Alex. Really? Yeah. Alex. <laughs> so we toured with Don's band back in 2017. Oh, cool. With, with Cypher 6. And uh, that's how we've, we've known him forever. And then their drummer, their old drummer, we ran into at the Ren Fair. It was a super weird thing, you know, weird coincidence, but. Yeah, you've probably seen him more than I have in a while. Yeah. I didn't recognize him at first. I yeah. was like, where do I know this guy? Yeah, from? it took me a minute. I was like, oh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's a strange fellow, but he's, uh, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Don, is your band still still out and going and doing No, it? no, I, I, uh, we broke up pretty shortly after that tour. Those guys oh. couldn't hang. <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've just been doing solo work from there on. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, you know, I was curious, you know, when you were talking about the, the putting out the singles and then the full length album, what's the writing process like for you guys? I, is it... Um, you know, you get together, jam and try to work out some stuff or does, you know, somebody in the band come up with like a full fledged thing and then get the other guys in there to kind of tweak it? How's, how does that work for you guys? Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Mostly it's like him or one of the other guitar players comes up with an idea and uh-huh. we all get together and just kind of build off of it. Yeah. Some, sometimes like I'll come up with a whole idea and just use like, you know, drum software just to kind of get a basic layout and then, yeah he'll take it and run with it or like sometimes you know we'll all get together and just jam too you know it's it's kind of a mixed bag whatever you know is conducive of the best idea is usually what we do you know it's no one way or another to um so i know you're at the your practice space right now do you guys get together uh, like physically and write music or is it more like trading ideas over the internet you know somebody comes up with a riff records it writes it sends it out to everybody else and then they work on it so sort of yeah i'm pretty much here every day yeah him him and i have been getting together pretty much every day for past year and a half two years Uh just working on uh the album and and twitch streaming um but yeah i mean for the most part it's just to save everybody time you know we live in the 21st century so we can shoot each other ideas and and google drives of you know, riffs or, or lyrics or whatever the case may be. And then, 
you know, when it, when we get together, we just kind of bring it all together. And, you know, that's where it really comes to life. But, you know, for the sake of time, I'll record something on my phone, I'll send it to him or, you know, I'll shoot it to Tony and then mm-hmm. we'll kind of just at least get it into each other's minds, you know, sooner yeah. rather than later. So we're not trying like holding on to it till next practice. And we're like, what was, what that, was really? that really? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. That's cool. And uh, did, as far as like uh, lyrical content, who is it? Philip, is it you that's writing yeah. most of the lyrics or do you trade off at all? So everything in the past I've, I've written most of, but with a lot of the new stuff, he's been helping me kind of, and you know, he's, he's good for me in the sense that he kind of balances me out when I get too far into like, um, uh, and, an enigmatic, like kind of weird poetry with lyrics. He's like, yeah. no, you got to keep this shit simple, you know, keep it straightforward. So, um, he's definitely been helping me a lot with lyrics on the new album, just to kind of be more succinct, you know, and not speak in weird, elusive poetry. Yeah, singing, riddles. <laughs> singing riddles is what he's thought <laughs> of them. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I was wondering about that because like a lot of your tunes, uh, at least seem to have like kind of a factual basis there, you know, it's not like way out in left field. Um, there is some imagery, but it, it, it does seem to be fairly concrete. Do you like, do you want um, people, I guess, what is the experience you want people to have when they listen to to try uh, Tyrant? Yeah. <laughs> Tyrant. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of, you know, cause I don't want to you know, put anything into anybody's minds, but you know, we want, we want it to come across as genuine Mm -hmm. and real and not some far like we don't sing about dragons and shit and uh you know we don't sing about like you know we're not (laughs) too fantastical and we're not too gory or too literal like with politics and stuff you know we write about stuff we know Mm -hmm. and stuff we like um you know poison the well is about ocd uh not something that people really write songs about you know and the, the classic metal trope is is depression, anxiety, and, and nihilism and shit like that. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, and I know I'm getting off topic, but, you know, we, we just want to come across as genuine and, and whatever people get from it, you know, is, is kind of what it is, you know? Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, we've got another fans join. Autumn. Autumn, can you hear What's us? Up, Autumn? <clears throat> How's it going, Autumn? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to mute my phone, so I'm going to be quiet now. Uh, well, uh, do you have any questions for these guys? Not at the moment. No, all right. All right. <laughs> well, maybe you'll think of one. So uh, something I like to do on Fans with Bands is kind of go back into like uh, the origin story for you guys as, um, you know, what got you into music? So was there a particular band or... Uh, a musician that you listen to and like, man, I, I want to do that. I think he's yeah, got it. Was, it. Uh, it was Kiss. Really? Awesome. Yeah, Kiss, uh, Psycho. Psycho Circus. Really? Yeah. And then uh, after we got, after we listened to that Kiss Psycho Circus cassette, because that's how we're starting to show our age a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, we got the Kissology box set. And when we saw them on stage and, and whether or not you like the band, they're one of the biggest bands in the world for a reason. Oh, and when, we, yeah. when, 
when we saw saw them, you know, on stage with their platform shoes and the the fire and the you know all that shit, we were like, "That's cool. We want to do that." <laughs> so that was that was the moment we fell in love with music. Awesome, awesome. And was that uh, did that happen to be like the very first uh, record that you guys bought, album, tape, cassette? Yeah, our dad just had it in his Honda Civic. <laughs> All right, way awesome. way back in the day, ninety three Honda Civic. Very awesome. That's cool. Uh, so, what was the very first album you guys bought for yourselves? Like hmm. you, I think your own cash. It was either a My Chemical Romance or an Offspring. All I don't right. know what I was doing with my money. I was confused. <laughs> I clearly. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think my first musical purchase was probably either some more kiss or acdc nice. but one of the earliest ones i remember is getting bullet for my valentine in high school you know i was i was edgy and i yeah. was angsty and all that shit and i remember <laughs> uh getting the scream aim and fire cd nice so, that's such a good album yeah awesome uh so i'd like to take this one around the horn uh for the fans and find out what they what their first album was so don what, what was the very first album you bought um, I don't know. I didn't buy anything right off the bat. Like my dad would just burn me a bunch of CDs, or I, he had a book of awesome. cassette tapes. Um, with the first thing I can remember, like going physically to the store and handing over cash, was a CD of uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Waking the Fallen. Oh, cool! That's a good album. Yeah, mm -hmm. hell yeah. Uh, Autumn, mm -hmm. how about you? I don't know. <laughs> can't remember <laughs> oh man well, what was the most recent one you bought then or listened to um i recently just bought an album called quarantina by joe cardamone oh cool from the icarus line right. i don't know if you ever if you've ever heard of that guy no uh -uh, but i'll go check it out because i'm always open for new music uh and kevin how about you black sabbath, black sabbath. which, what, which right. album the very first one Yes, nice. uh, I yes, I go way back. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so this is this is Anne. I'm um, going to balance this okay, out. Okay, awesome, Anne. <laughs> My first one was Elton John, Philadelphia nice. Freedom. Did I just show my <laughs> age? Well, not a record player. So mine, my very first one was Elton John as well, and it was Goodbye Yellbrick Road. So there you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm old. I'm old yeah. as hell as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh, I was going to say most recent purchase though was Mastodon, yeah. the newest album. Oh, yeah. Hushed and Grim is so yeah, awesome. It's, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. So let's go. So, uh, uh, Philip, Andrew, any recent purchases you've gotten? Um, so I'm a big vinyl guy and so is my girlfriend. So we both got each other vinyl for Christmas and she, awesome. I got her, um, I got her Gojira's newest album, 42. Nice. Yeah. Great fucking album. And then I got, um, Gojira's Magma. And then I also got, um, the Mars Volta, Delouse in the Comatorium. Nice. That's an awesome the, album. Yeah, it is. It was the re-release from Vinyl Me Please. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Very nice. Uh, Kevin, have you bought anything recently? No. <laughs> <laughs> he streams a lot of music, so. Well, that's all right. That's good. No. 
I just, I just go to shows. That's awesome. All I do. Cool. Uh, so yeah, speaking of shows, what was the very first concert you guys went to? So, Philip. Kiss. Kiss. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, it was Kiss show. We were we were way too young to go see Kiss. But, I don't uh, think you can ever be too young to see Kiss. Come yeah, on. never. We were so young, but I don't know. It was so cool, and I vividly remember. We've seen Kiss three times, and I think the last time we saw him was 2019 when they were in uh, Grand Rapids. Excellent. Um, and every time, you know, like when we saw them in 2019, I was just watching them, you know, kick ass for like two hours. And I'm like, fuck, these guys are <laughs> 70 years old. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know it's amazing. It is, you know, if, if nothing else, just longevity that those yeah. guys are still rocking out and they're not, you know, they're not screwing around as far they put on a really good show still. Oh yeah. They do. yeah so that's yeah. Hats off to kiss. Yes, they did. Um, yeah. Don, how about you? What was your first show? <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, man. City Madman. He was just as mad then as he ever was. But <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Autumn, how about you? Um, Alice Cooper at Muskegon Summer Celebration. Oh, long time nice. ago. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Kevin? Uh, bread with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow. Bread. <laughs> That's going back there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're probably wondering how, I, how I'm able to sit up and talk. No, no Kevin, I'm just impressed. It's just, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, how about Ann? That would be cheap. Oh, nice. Very nice. Excellent. So, um, you know, kind of along that, that theme, do you guys remember the very first show you played? Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and to like and, four people, and and so what do you what do you remember most about that experience? Um, it's pretty underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there were there were like four other people there, and I think the other band dudes were probably out smoking cigarettes or something because we were we were on like first or something, and it was yeah. at the loft. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was still a great time, and we have footage of it somewhere, if yeah. that ever needs to resurface. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was kind of that, like, moment where it felt comfortable to be on stage. You know, obviously, there was a lot of nervous energy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did you feel nervous, or did you feel prepared and ready to go, and you just felt natural up there, or was it? Well, I mean, we were as prepared as as 14 and 16 year olds could be, you yeah. know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it went as well as about a, as well, it went as well as you would imagine for a first show. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and if you guys could go at like anywhere in the world, uh, to play a show, where would you go and who would you like to have on the bill with you? I'd probably like to go play Japan. I knew so that. like no matter where you play, everybody in the damn country just comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Metal, especially traditional metal, is huge and like yeah, like baby metal. Yeah. That band. Oh, um, yeah, and true. then I think I'd go somewhere <laughs> in Europe. Uh, and I don't know. I guess it depends. Like we've played with Enforcer. Yeah, um, those guys are awesome. Token Lounge. Yeah. But I think if we went, you know, to Sweden where they're from, I'd probably choose them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so many great metal bands. I don't know. It's that's that's a loaded question, but I'd love to play Europe at some point. Awesome. 
if Don, if you were going to go anywhere in the world and go see a show or play, where would you go? And what would you, who would you see or play with? That's, that's, that's also a tough question. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, Once oh. you get put on the spot, it's like, <laughs> this is shitty. But, um, I don't know. I, I'm not one for traveling like long, yeah. long distances. So probably like Madison square or something big like that would be like my dream, but awesome. Um, as far as who I play with, I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough question. Cause I'm, I'm always playing different kind of music now. I'm not just playing metal like I did before. So yeah, yeah. it just depends on the day sometimes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Autumn, if you could go anywhere in the world to see a show, where would you go and who would you see? Pass on this question. <laughs> pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll let you pass. <laughs> Kevin, how about you? Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge, if I, if I had my, uh, ideal lineup, it'd be Ramstein and Kiss. Oh, wow. Cool. Awesome. Show. Where would you go see him? Anywhere. <laughs> we, we saw Kiss in, in Austin. We saw Kiss in Austin last year in October. In October. Nice. And, um, uh, we had, are we going to see Ramstein in Chicago? I yeah. I think so. next year. Oh, so. Sorry. Wow, cool. Uh, any two, uh, those two anywhere would be great. Awesome. Uh, Anne, how about you? I want to go with Philip and Andrew wherever they go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. She wins. she wins the car. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like John has joined. John, can you hear us? He'll, oh, he'll oh, yes, sir, he, I can. <laughs> he's yep. in text. But yeah, right. this this is John from Bang uh, Studios or Recordings. You'll oh, cool. Me. He's the one that mixed and mastered Poison the Well. And Fantastic. The album, so. Yeah, you did. Hi, John. <laughs> well, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> well, John, you did an awesome, it, it was an awesome, uh, uh, awesome work on that. Do you have any questions you want to ask them? He Andrew said he has Phillip? some dumb questions for no us. Questions? He, he commented earlier. All right. Uh, anybody else have any questions for Andrew? Yeah. Who would you Who would you go see and where? Who would I go see? Oh man, I'm sort of in like Don's camp because uh, it changes by the day. You know, like it. it, it I'd. Phew. Um. So right now I'm like heavily into listening to um, a couple of different bands. I'd really like to see Sturgill Simpson. Uh, I've never seen him live, and I love uh, his bluegrass stuff. So I'd like to go see him at the Ryman in uh, Nashville. Um, but I'd also like to go see. Um, I'm a huge fan of Anthrax. Um, oh, yeah. Seen them many times. I'd love to go see them at, in their like home turf on, in New York, you know. Um, and then I'm also like a, a huge fan of Carcass. Um, so nice. I'd love to go see those guys. Uh, you know, across the pond, but I am going to go see them because I got tickets for the Maryland Death Fest. So I get to see them and Cynic and Deceased. A bunch and, of other bands. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be nice. fantastic. Yeah. So. so you're a bluegrass fan? Yeah, I love bluegrass. Um, my dad was, well, my mom actually played country music. She played um, uh, pedal steel guitar. Um, so I grew yeah. up, I grew up listening to, you know, Johnny Cash and 
um, um, more traditional, you know, like Dolly Parton and, um, oh, geez, blanking out, like Mel Tillis and those guys. And, um, but I got it. My dad also listened to like Bill Monroe and that stuff. So, and of course, Chet Atkins, that guy, um, he's not necessarily a bluegrass player, but you know, just an amazing guitar player. And you know, who else, you know, is, um, Glenn Campbell, that son of a bitch can play. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got into more. Yeah, no, he can't. Yeah. Is he still alive or does he just have Uh, Alzheimer's? I'm not sure if he is or not. Yeah. who was the the big bluegrass guy? Right now, Puff the Magic. No, he's oh. going on Puff the Magic Dragon guy, and uh, um, I don't know. I can't think of his name. I've been um, the other guy I got into is Billy Strings. He's from Ionia. I was supposed to go see him in concert actually on New Year, but he canceled the show. Oh, I know. Yeah, there was like some kind of goddamn pandemic going on, and somebody got, <laughs> somebody got sick. That's- that's the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a bummer. I, I, yeah. Seen him a few times. I saw him, um, in Grand Rapids and, uh, usually those, like he does those Thanksgiving and, uh, New Year's gigs. So anyway. Yeah. I've honestly never heard him before. It was supposed to be like a surprise for me, but. Oh, bummer, dude. That's a, yeah. Man. Damn it. Yeah. He's awesome. Kind of sucks. But I'm just, I'm just going to hold out until the next time he comes around and not listen to him and just be surprised when I get there. Yeah. Well, when you go to the shows, because I saw him like, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. He's just starting to get big. And now he's it, it's like the Grateful Dead. When you go to those shows, there's a shit ton of people that love the dead. They're <laughs> fucking high as fuck. And, <laughs> and they're like, whoa. And you're just like, oh, fuck. I mean, I really like Billy Strings. And the, those people are cool, but... When they're all just packed up to you against you and they're staring at you with their eyes like on fucking acid, and you're like, "Oh my god, I need to go. <laughs> I need you to walk. I need you to back the fuck up." But <laughs> so yeah, that's my little rant about going to Billy Strings. So now I'll probably never get to talk to the guy. They'll be like, "Oh no, fuck off." <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, what else I was going to ask you guys? Oh, so uh, do you have any like kind of pre-show rituals, things you do to kind of get ready? Uh, to get out there and and kick ass. I go first. Oh yeah, I can go first. <laughs> I mean, mine's not as long as his. Yeah. Mine's- <laughs> <laughs> I usually um, I drink a lot of water, mostly Red Bull, and then I play hacky sack for like an hour. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I stretch for like thirty minutes. Yeah, his is very laid back. He's got to get into like the. Not necessarily chill, have fun zone, but you know he's got to get in a good mood. Oh yeah, I usually always take a nap. Before <laughs> a show. Well, we unload. I set my drums up. Like, it's nap time. Yeah. Um, I I typically you know just do lots of vocal warm ups for like 20, 30 minutes. Drink uh, throat coat tea, stretching. Uh, I like to isolate myself. Just I don't know because I I get overwhelmed really easily, especially with like. Uh, lots of people and noise and so like it kind of brings me back down because then when I go out on stage it's just kind of like yeah. this big eruption of energy and but uh yeah I mean a lot of a lot of stretching and and you know as he said drinking water because staying hydrated is so important especially as a vocalist you know yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you guys are pretty high energy. I mean, your music's yeah. high energy. You do, you put on a great performance. So it's, uh, you guys are really working it. Um, although, uh, <laughs> Andrew always looks so calm. He looks calm right now. Uh, <laughs> and when you see him playing the drums, he's beating the fuck out of those things, but it's super <laughs> calm. His face is like, boop. Yep. That's all the game. naps he takes. He's a, serious, <laughs> he's a serial napper. He's always just like, you know, yeah, I drink well rested. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> so, uh, you know, besides like um, the, the, when you, we were talking about like songwriting and lyric writing, um, what other aspects of of your lives do you um, feel influences your music? So, is there like particular books or things that you're reading or listening to that have an influence? And I'm sure that changes over time, but um, in the most recent like factory of, of working on music, what are the things that are kind of in the background influencing you? Um, well, a, a lot of it for me is, is other, is media besides music. Like obviously, you know, whatever I listen to indirectly influences kind of what we're writing and in, in the way I play. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it, you know, lyrically and, and I guess atmospherically comes from like books, um, you know, because I, I like to read a lot about all different types of things, everything from um, philosophy, you know, like Marcus Aurelius medi meditations. Uh, that was one I finished re recently. And that kind of like the stoicism actually mm -hmm. kind of inspired one of the new songs. Um, and then a lot of like religious thought um, and like magical books, um, like Sol the greater and lesser keys of Solomon's, you know, there's, there's just so much, and not to say we're like a religious band in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of like darker macabre imagery, some, some video games, even, you mm -hmm. know, like Diablo is one, I don't know. If oh yeah. It's a great game, but the, the yeah. atmosphere is, is so perfect. It's so grim. It's so dark. And, you know, movies and, and stuff like that, um, you know, kind of influenced the lyrics and, and atmosphere I put into the the music. Cool. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> Hell yeah. He does look like Deckard Kane. That's true. <laughs> a um, man of taste, I see. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you were speaking of books, and that's a, that's kind of an interesting topic. Like, uh, so we, so we know what you, Philip, you've just read. Uh, is everybody else into books? Does that, uh, is that going to be like a killer topic if I ask you what you're reading? I like to read. Reading? I'm very slow at it, though. All right. So, so what have you read? Um, the, the complete book that I read is called uh, The Wind is My Mother. It's written by like a Native American shaman. Oh, cool. Awesome. It was really, really interesting. And it was kind of, it was kind of frightening how much I could uh relate to the teachings nice i mean you recently read reread re -read the alchemist too and that's a great book yeah that's a fucking trip dude it yeah. is like not to i mean to kind of go off on the book tangent but like yeah. the alchemist like it, you always seem to read it at the right time and i don't know if, you, if you've read it but i, I, I think i've read it like two or three times at this point but you it's just this weird book that you always gravitate to when you need to read it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to, yeah, I want to check that out then because that sounds cool. It's Excellent. a it's a great book, you know. What's the basic theme of it? Um, I would say like desire, 
self-potential like fulfillment yeah actualizing potential and and realizing like living your truth you know uh-huh. it, it's kind of stoic in a sense you know right. living right. your your truest life excellent don how about you what, what have you read recently Oh, right. <laughs> the same sentence. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, Autumn, how about you? I'm going to sit this one out, too. All right. Golly. <laughs> Two big topics gone. Autumn down. <laughs> uh, Kevin. Uh, the Marcus Aurelius book that Philip referenced, Dante, Divine Comedy, oh. Adam Smith, Wealth of Nations, things like that. Nice. And Anne. So mine is for pure pleasure, unlike these philosophical geniuses. Um, I just read Invention of Wings by Sue um, Monk Kidd. Oh, all right, cool. Um, John, how about you, man? You can text it to us. <laughs> oh, I don't see it. Oh, there it is. Wizard for, Wizard's First Rule. All right, cool. Excellent. I'll have to check that one out. I just read uh, Will Smith's um, biography, mm-hmm. and it was actually really good. I mean, I liked you know his movies and stuff. Um, but you get to a point when you're reading it that you think that he's an asshole. Um, so I just I'll just put that out there. You'll you'll read it. And you think, oh, this is really cool how he came up and you know how he went from you know nobody to Fresh Prince. Yeah, to the Fresh Prince, and it's a really cool story about all that you know from hip hop and, and the Fresh Prince and movies and everything. So it's a cool story of arc, but when you get to the point where he's like men in black, you think, man, he's sort of an asshole, but then he comes around at the end. Um, so I, I don't want to totally ruin it for you guys, but at the end of the day, he still seems like a nice guy. So yeah. I love mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> else wrote it. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Manon or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he didn't write it himself. Although I think, um, what's his name? I also read uh, Dave Grohl's book. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, that's really good, too. Really interesting, especially, you know, his, you know, he's had a storied life. Um, but the fact that the guy, like, has Thanksgiving with um, Paul McCartney. Like, <laughs> like it's no big deal. Yeah. His kids, like, his kids came down, like, and Paul McCartney's playing piano at his house. Like, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was blown away. Have you guys seen that? Uh, the Are you guys into the Beatles at all? Somewhat. I'm. I'm not huge into the Beatles. I mean, I think I, I respect them, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. No. Uh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> so, uh, one question that uh, I was thinking of when we were talking. Uh, about books and such uh, made me think of, again back to uh, to music. Do you feel that um, that your music would translate your your story arc 
um, would translate into that kind of hero of a thousand faces type of thing where you've you've got like a definite story to tell within the music that you're playing so that if somebody came back later and was looking at your music and listening to it they would say oh yeah these guys were um, trying to tell us about certain things or do you just have things you want to say and then it doesn't really have a, like a long-term arc um you know i don't i'm not that forward thinking with the music you know <laughs> Like, I don't expect it to be some long chronological story. Right. You know, it is, it is kind of one of the, like, I'm not, concept albums are cool, but that's not what we do. You know, yeah. each song kind of stands alone for its own story. Each song has a different meaning. But, you know, there are, um, you know, general concepts that each, each album kind of falls on, under. And I know that sounds kind of contradictory, but like, you know, this album was written uh, with with a, uh, with us being in a certain time and place, you know, with certain emotions and feelings and thoughts. But, you know, it's it, it's a little bit more segmented than just like one big, right. concept, you know, some grand scheme. <laughs> and um, uh, oh, where was I going to go with that when you talk? Oh, uh, as far as like the, the grand scheme and thing and and orientation for this album did the was the pandemic on your mind when you i mean it's on everyone's mind but do you think it influenced the music in it at all i mean i i would say so i think a lot of it's just frustration you know the fact that we can't get out and, and play shows you know like obviously yeah. shows are happening mm -hmm. um a little obviously a lot more regularly now but for the first year and a half you know we were stuck at home just writing music and a lot of it was pent up frustration that we couldn't go hang out with people at shows or, right. you know, play shows. So, I mean, I think it influenced it because we had a lot of time to sit around and, and write it and <laughs> rewrite parts. You know, I, th <laughs> I think uh, on one of the new songs, we wrote and rewrote the bridge like four or five times, you know, <laughs> just because we, we had time. We yeah. had time. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it influenced it in that sense. Right. So since shows are coming back, do you guys have plans um, for when you're going to get back out onto the stage? Anything coming up in the near future or this summer? Um, so, I mean, we have some plans to do like a little uh, like week long run in April, like first week of April. We're, we're probably um, I mean, I think some of them. I think it's like halfway booked at this point, it, mm -hmm. but you know, things are still up in the air with yeah. the way things are going. Um, but we're hoping to hit like Fort Wayne, Chicago, um, Columbus. We're, I, I know we're going down to Cincinnati, nice. um, hoping to hit Detroit because unfortunately there's nowhere to play in Lansing other than the Avenue cafe. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't really, it doesn't feel like a, like a, a home for metal, you know, like right. Max used to be. Yeah. It's not a very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we're looking at April and then hopefully, you know, if shit gets back to more normal than it is, right. it'll pick up from there. Cool. Cool. And, you know, you mentioned a term like traditional metal, and I think of you guys mixing traditional metal and thrash. I mean, your vocals are more clean um, than you would normally see in a thrash metal band, but the music's mm -hmm. definitely thrash oriented. Um, out of all those genres you could have gone in metal, what was it about 
thrash traditional metal that really inspired you was it just the roots when you guys were starting as you know, like metallica and um you know that kind of music or did it uh, did you gravitate that to that more later on as you were evolving your musical skills? I think from what I can remember, like the first song we ever wrote, it's like, I don't know, it's barely thrash. It's kind of like a Pantera feel. And then after that, uh -huh. it's just gotten faster and faster and faster. And faster. <laughs> faster and angrier, you know? <laughs> I, I, I think he's right, though. I think it's just the natural progression of, you know, we never set out to play heavy metal. It's just kind of what we did, you know, when we picked up, that's, that's the kind of drum beats he, he plays. And that's yeah. the kind of that I play. And, you know, it's just fast and, and, and loud, you yeah. know, have you guys, I mean, since kiss was an influence, have you ever done like a, any kiss covers live? No, we've no? never. No, <laughs> we've thought about covering like love gun or something. Yeah. Which I think, you know, if, if you like bump up the BPMs and drive the guitars a little more, I think it'd make a great, uh, great cover song. Yeah, or hundred thousand years would too. I think. Yeah, I love that song. Great. <laughs> yeah, or Parasite too. Yep. yep. Or so. she. I. I mean, there's she, so many, yeah. so many yeah. great songs that would translate well, but they're so good already. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they do some great Motorhead covers. Oh really? Wait. One, oh Ace yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Ace of Spades, so uh. once in a while we'll, we'll bust Break it out. Break that one out. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always a it's a crowd pleaser and it's awesome to play you know yeah right. we played a radar love once didn't we yeah we did radar love uh right. for, i think it was that q106 thing we did radar love but that one was fun too i think yeah. it's more rewarding as a metal band to take a song that's not traditionally metal mm -hmm. like make it metal as shit you know like radar yeah. love or um, you know, we've been tossing around the idea of throwing like a cult uh, song on the new album, like oh, Bad yeah. Fun, you know, because nice. Bad Fun, I think, is is kind of like what we do already. But, you know, just turn the amps up a little bit and yeah. play a little faster. Or, uh, or Magic Man by Heart. Yeah. I think that'd be a really good fucking song. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I, I think it's fun when um, when regardless of genre if somebody takes a song from a genre and and morphs it into that so either it's a, a metal song turned into bluegrass or you know a bluegrass song turned into metal or whatever yeah responding to john's comment yeah that's that's a song that i've been suggesting we do for a very very long time we just have never gotten around yeah, that's to the it. song i meant to say for the crazy on you yeah. Well, but see, that's the thing. It's like if you took anything similar to Heart or, you know, bands like that that aren't really metal to begin with, but you turn it into a metal song. I think I think no matter what, a good song is a good song, whether yeah. or not it's metal or country yeah. or bluegrass or whatever you do to it. If it's a good song, it'll translate. Yeah, we know? did uh, Fire by Jimi Hendrix and then Oh, nice. Bad Times by Led Zeppelin. And nice. we did uh, did we do we did Nirvana too. This was a long time ago. No, I don't think we ever went Back through then. it. We did Territorial Pissings by Nirvana. It like a bones. long... It wasn't Bones? No. <laughs> no. Excellent. You're thinking of Alice in Chains. Different <laughs> oh, band, buddy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mixed up. Yeah, I know. But yeah, we used, to, we used to do a lot of covers when, you know, way back in the day when we were a three-piece. Like you <laughs> said, Hendrix, uh, Nirvana. Uh, we did uh, Thunder Kiss 69 by Rob Zombie. 65. 65? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of like uh, when you were talking about like a good song, you know, is a good song. And if you can do a good cover of it and make it your own, that's great. Uh, yeah. Do you ever listen to Anthrax's album of covers? No. Kicks ass. They do like Journey. Nice. In a, in a cheap trick song. Um, and uh, do they do April Wine? I can't remember if they did Roller or not. Um, shoot. No, I'm blanking out on it. But I know they did uh, Journey, which is was nice. wild. And it's really good, too. Because you know could sound good like song, Steve Perry. Good song man yeah yeah it was awesome oh they did um um boston uh nice yeah so anyway well guys mm. i really appreciate uh getting the time to talk with it, you guys yeah, um, thanks for having us man oh wait can we uh do one more thing yeah autumn you should tell everybody how you met tommy thayer that one time <laughs> oh tommy thayer yeah um I just met him when he played a benefit show at my work when I uh, lived in Palm Desert, California. Oh, I guess he was a regular at the restaurant and he used to come in frequently and do benefit shows for charity. Oh, really? Cool. Awesome. Yeah, he was a really nice guy in person. I was just I was just out in the Palm Desert in November. I was nice. Yeah, it was really super cool. I was hoping I would see like the dudes in what's his uh, Josh Holm from Queens of Stone. Oh, Josh Homme. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Is that how you say it? Uh, you got to go up to Pioneer Town. Yeah, that's where I was. Happy and Harriet. Yeah, I was in there. So, yeah, I saw them once. Eagles of Death Metal. Oh. They did a show out there when I lived out there. Yeah. Them and Earthless. I was hoping to see some of those dudes, but I think they're in San Diego. But anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, everybody, thanks so much. And, you know, Philip and Andrew, thank you guys so much for being on fans with bands can't wait to hear the new album when it comes out you know so you okay. can check out the new tyrant and hopefully i'll get to see you guys this summer uh, yeah. hopefully playing around somewhere in detroit or you know I, i'm i'm up in lansing sometimes i know it's the avenues you know but it, i mean put a show it, on there god damn it yeah. <laughs> well you know we will and from from talking to some other lansing promoters there's supposed yeah. to be something like a, a new spot happening, but oh, cool. who knows? Well, yeah. we'll definitely play Detroit at least this year. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to checking you guys out. So I've got just one last question. Um, super controversial question. Hopefully it doesn't cause a rift between you two and the rest of the band. And that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza. Absolutely not. <laughs> the fuck not. You'd be out of the thing <laughs> so fast. <laughs> I honestly have no problem with it. Really? I'm not going to go and like. You're not going to order it though. You wouldn't order it. There you go. Well, There's no, your the thing is, I'll, I'll put it in my mouth and eat it, but I'm not going to be the one ordering it. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Guy. <laughs> I mean, guy. yeah, if somebody ordered a pizza that's got pineapple, yeah, I'll pick that shit off and sell still eat the pizza. Yeah, I mean, but... you, just, yeah, you just pick it off and you just got a ham pizza. No, I would just leave. I can't do it. If it's just pineapple and cheese and not like a Hawaiian pizza, yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin, how about you? Uh, no pineapple on the pizza. Uh, <laughs> or anchovies. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, I love anchovies. Yeah, anchovies are good. They're better than pineapple, that's for sure. Uh, I, I don't eat I don't eat fish bait. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, how about Ann? No pineapple. No pineapple. All right. So it's pretty firm in the in the winter. Don's gonna be a pineapple guy. Watch. Yeah, Don. 
No, it's absolutely disgusting, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Awesome. And Autumn, how about you? I think I agree with Andrew. Like, I'll eat it, but I won't order it. Okay. <laughs> I'm All not right. going out of my way to find it. All right. So pretty much no pineapple around the horn, it sounds like, because I'm no pineapple. I, I, don't, I don't understand how anybody puts it on there. I'm like, I can't even, like, pick it off and eat it. It's, like, ruined. Oh, I know. Yeah, because it's left a little sweetness on <laughs> like there. Like yeah, yeah, no, it's not good at all. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. Really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, hopefully I'll, uh, well, I'll definitely see you hopefully this summer. So, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see you. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, see you, Chuck. Bye, Chuck. Yeah, Bye, you. everyone. Bye, Don. Bye, Mom and Dad. See you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Andrew, Philip, Kevin, Ann, Autumn, Don, and John for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Tyrant are currently wrapping up studio work for their next album. The plan is to release a couple more singles, more videos, and then target the full album release for this summer. I'll definitely be keeping tabs on Tyrant through their social media and look forward to seeing them on stage soon. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>